from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. We are, as a unit, meaning myself, Dennis, all of you, each and every day, sometimes against our will, learning more and more about David Tepper. Oh, that guy. Every week, every every action, he throws the cup, we learn something about it. He issues this statement, we learn something about him. He fires a coach, we learn something about him. He fires another coach, we learn something about him. He fires a soccer coach, we learn something about him. Right? We're, we're, we're starting to get to know this guy. We're starting to see his tr- true colors. True colors. And it's got me thinking, right? So much of... of um, assembling a football team or a basketball team or a hockey team or, or any team is putting the right personalities together, right? If you have have two overly aggressive, overly rah, 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 they might clash. If you have no excitement, no like everybody's mellow, nobody's going to get them up and rolling. So much of it is about putting the right personalities in a room. So knowing what we know about David Tepper's personality – and his actions, and, and what we've learned, again, some we've tried to learn, some have been forced at us. Is there a type of person that would work better as the, the Panthers coach knowing Tepper's the owner? Because if we're being real, we're in our trust tree, we're being honest with each other, I don't think Tepper's going anywhere. I know there's hopes. I know there's dreams. I know we put our, our predictions for 2024 down on paper yesterday, and somebody on Twitter wrote, my prediction for 2024 is David Tepper is going to sell the team. Uh, I predict you're going to be wrong. I see what you were doing, right, just trying to put the energy out into the world, right, just yeah. trying to manifest it, exactly. a little bit of uh, uh, visualization, right? Like when you're standing on the first tee of, of, a, of a round of golf, you should be thinking personal record, personal record. I get what you're doing. I just don't know if you're going to shoot your personal record on that one. So let me ask you this. Does David Tepper need an intense coach that will fight back at all costs like maybe Jim Harbaugh? I'm going to try to put faces on this so you you get a vibe for like what type of archetype I'm talking about, what type of person. To me, if David Tepper, like, like one of the main rumors coming out of the Panthers' dysfunction is that Frank Reich may have wanted C.J. Stroud, right? And others in the organization, including David Tepper, wanted Bryce Young, and and obviously the owner in that situation gets the final say. I get the feeling that if Jim Harbaugh wanted David Tepper, he would have been much more forceful. Or sorry, if if Jim Harbaugh wanted uh, C.J. Stroud, he would have been much more forceful with David Tepper. There would have been dramatic acts of if you don't take him here's my resignation i am a man of michigan honor which is an oxymoron um <laughs> like it would have been that right is, is that what tepper needs because tepper's gonna have to hire a coach here soon and i want to know what type of person he should be looking for does he need a guy with an unbelievable amount of resume accolades that can wave rings in his face and say it's it's not – you're not uh, being bullied here. I just have six rings like Bill Belichick, right? Because David Tepper, I, I, I think what I'm getting at here is 
the coach has to be able to separate Tepper from the decisions that the football people should be making. What is the best way to do that? Is it with pure anger and force? Is it with pure resume gusto? Is it with, I couldn't think of the right hire for this, but a super charismatic young coach that can make him think the ideas are his, even when they're not? Think of maybe like the next Sean McVay type. Somebody that puts a lot of gel in their hair and makes sure their beard is always lined up. Mm. So they could be like, Tepper, you don't even want Bryce Young. You want C.J. Stroud. He'd be like, I do. What happened there? Is there something else I'm missing? Is there some other type of person that would work better with David Tepper? Because I'm just going to say it. David Tepper seems like he'd be a bad boss. right? doesn't seem like he'd be fun to work for. But I know a bunch of people with bad bosses that are wildly productive at their job and wildly lucrative at their job. And they kind of know how to handle their boss, right? Ah, this meeting's not going to be very fun. They're going to yell and scream. But by the end, I'm going to get what I want. By the end, I'm going to know what I have to do to be productive. I'm going to deal with that later. But right now, it's about this. I, I Like, we all know people like that. Right? I've, I've worked for places where the bosses weren't great, and somehow, some way, there are people in those buildings that are, are wildly lucrative. What archetype of person, what role of person has the best chance of being successful with David Tepper as the owner? My instinct is somebody fiery and passionate that's going to tell him to get the heck out of the, the the war room. We're doing a draft here. I'll stop by your office later and tell you how it goes. Someone with a lot of conviction. But at the same time, I'm not sure Tepper reacts to that well. That might just end up with, with drinks thrown in the face. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Do that in a private setting see what happens. <laughs> to the wrong guy and the yeah, wrong guy. Yeah. But, but I mean that's not good. Like let's not let's not act like somebody you know if the the GM decides to put David Tepper in his place physically, that's good for anybody because you know that's not how you get David Tepper to agree to you know make the trade that you know is the trade that's going to change the team. Like let, let's 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 put names on this. T Higgins is going to be a free agent coming up here in the not too distant future. Really really good wide receiver for the Bengals. I believe Bryce Young needs a number one. Yeah, they don't they, they don't have a first round pick to draft uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. or Dunze or or whoever, right? Or neighbors out of LSU. There's a bunch of good wide receivers that the Panthers aren't going to get to draft. So if you're the coach and you're like, listen, we need T. Higgins, and you're arguing with David Tepper about it, and you put him in his place, and he throws a drink on drink on you, or metaphorically throws a drink on you, I don't think that's getting T. Higgins anywhere closer to being a Panther. That's making Tepper dig his heels in and go, you know what? No. This is what this is going to be the biggest decision for the next three years of Panthers fans. This is what it's going to be. Who's the next coach? It's the biggest decision for the next three years of Panther fans. And you might have a name you like. You might like Ben Johnson because he uh, rescued golf. You might like Bobby Slowick, the offensive coordinator from the Texans, because he made C.J. Stroud look, look good. You might like Biennemi because of all of his accolades and his Super Bowl championships as an offensive coordinator. But what you need to be thinking is what type of person actually has a chance 
to win a battle of power with the owner when it's David Tepper. What's the better strategy, right? Do you do you fight fire with fire? Do you fight fire with water? Do you fight fire with compliments? Like like how do, how do you attack David Tepper? I'm here with Coach Pete from Capital Financial Advisory Group. Coach, when it comes to retirement, how do you factor inflation into your financial fill-up? <laughs> well, that's a big thing these oh, days. Yeah. How do we counteract this? We make sure that our money's in the right place. We make sure we can't lose a lot of our money when we get closer to retirement. We need to make sure that we have an inflation-protected plan for the next 10 people who call. We'll put it together for them, Tim, at no cost or obligation. They'll even get a bag of my new coffee when they come in. Call 800-691-3215, or you can text my name, Tim, to 600 600- 700. Just make sure they know that you heard about it here on The Drive. Uh, right now, I get the vibe that we need to do some cons and cons. Panthers edition. It's time for our confidence and our concern when it goes to the Carolina Panthers. Well, I'm 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 concerned that because of a computer error over here, I'm not going to be able to play our instrument bed. But I'm confident that we can still get through this segment. That's, that, was, that was on the fly you came up with that, or were you playing I, that? I'm pretty much on the fly. Oh, yeah, I came that's pretty good. That because I'm trying to open up this – well, that is probably appropriate when we're talking cons and cons about the Panthers, uh, confidence and concerns. Um, let's start with the concerns because we always start with the bad news first. Dennis, what are you concerned about when it comes to the Panthers uh, going into the final week of the season? I'm concerned this team just checked out. You think that was part of week 17? Oh, I think it's a lot to do with week 17. I still I, saw I, effort. I, from some. Yeah, that but maybe. I, from some. But overall, not very many. Like, I don't think it was a lack of effort that made DJ Chark drop three passes on the one-yard line. I think he really wanted to catch them. I don't think it was lack of effort that Ikiakuanu kept getting beat by a four-man rush. I think he, he wanted <laughs> to stop him. Yeah. But I think that's like, you know what? We just got blown out last week. May, actually, you know what I'll say? I think maybe more on the defense I'm worried about it. Yeah, because they did everything they could to actually keep him in it. The fact that it was 9 nothing at halftime, it felt like 42 nothing. But the fact that it was 9 nothing at half. I'll give credit to the defense on that one. But, again, you just got shellacked. Mm-hmm. You're getting questions all this week about your owner throwing the drinks, you know, at fans mm-hmm. of the opposing team. Like, you know what? I'm just ready for this season to be over. It's 2024. Let's just move on from here. My concern is more uh, tangible. Okay. Uh, it's the offensive line. All right. <laughs> I, uh, I really don't um, – I really didn't enjoy watching the offense last week for a multitude of reasons. But one of them is when when the the defensive pass rush is in the lap of Bryce Young that quickly, that often, and they don't have to um, – I mean, they don't have to bring exotics, right? I call them exotic blitzes. Uh, what I mean by that is um, the blitzes you don't see often, the, the safety blitzes, or, or even just, you know, linebackers from unusual situations. They're just bringing four and getting into the backfield way too easily – and and that's the true test of or the true sign of an offensive line that is is lost. Because, like, occasionally the defensive coordinator is going to get one, right? They're going to see something on film. They're going to they're gonna exploit it, right? They're going to confuse you. And, you know, it's actually the ones where the players get made fun of most often, right? When, like, a, a guard and a tackle are both blocking the same guy while another guy runs free. And then, oh, that becomes a meme. That becomes a gif. Hey, we got music. That becomes a thing on social media. Those players are getting embarrassed. Those fans are, are insulting those players. It's a whole thing. But a lot of times in those cases, that's when the defensive coordinator got one, right? The defensive coordinator recognized, oh, when we do this, this will happen. It's it's 
It could be an MA, a missed assignment. It could be a, all right, tip your cap to them and play the next play. But when they're bringing four, when they're just bringing four down linemen and still getting home to the quarterback, hard to explain that one is like, oh, they got the better of us. That's just, you're not doing your job. So I'm concerned with the offensive line. There has to be something you're confident in. What are you most confident in? I'll be confident in one player. Derek Brown. He's half of mine. Derek Brown. Because he actually does have something personal, like a personal goal to attain. If he gets three tackles in this game, he'll set an NFL record for most tackles for a defensive lineman in a season with 99. Hey, you know what? Might as well go for 100. Might as well get the triple digits. Might as well go for that 100. Triple digits. So, yeah, he individually has something to play for, but he's also just been, you could say, Across from season, start to finish, their most consistent player on the whole team, start to finish. Agreed. I'll agree with that. Um, my confidence is Derek Brown and Adam Thielen. Okay. Because the old Pro Bowl snub game is a thing, yeah. where where you get snubbed from the Pro Bowl and you want to go out there and be like, why did they make me? They didn't choose me. Uh, so, and that was my impression. Yes, of Derek Brown and Adam Thielen, two very high quality athletes. Um, I think Derek Brown's going to go out there and, yeah, he's going to get to 100 tackles. He wants everybody talking about him this week, uh, which, by the way, Derek Brown will probably make it. He's a first alternate, and my guess is someone on the defensive line will be playing in the Super Bowl. So uh, he'll he'll likely get bumped up, or someone on the defensive line will, you know, say they have a hangnail and can't play, uh, don't want to go to the Pro Bowl, they have a, a vacation planned, something. Uh, so I think he'll get there. But Adam Thielen's really not even in the mix, and he's a 100-catch thousand-yard receiver who's been to the Pro Bowl in the past. If you want to say it's a popularity contest, it's not like Adam Thielen is some no-name. right? I saw one of the, the snubs, and we'll talk about the snubs later on, is uh, Texans fans are, are pretty upset that Nico Collins didn't get in over Jamar Chase. And they have a couple like statistical arguments where it's like, oh, okay, I see what you're doing there. But it's also like part of this is a fan vote. Did you ever think Nico Collins was going to get in over Jamar Chase? Yeah, big chunk of this is popularity contest. Uh, but Adam Thielen is not a nobody. Like, Adam Thielen's been to Pro Bowls. He's yeah. he's a guy that's been around. Like, he has a fan base. Uh, so I think, I think both Derek Brown and Adam Thielen are going to be out to prove something because as much as we want to say Pro Bowls don't matter, and they don't, I guess, in the real scheme of things, it's nice. Unless you had a contract incentive. It's like... At, once your career is over, and Thielen, who knows how long he has left, right? He's he's a wide receiver in his mid-30s. Um, once your career is over, guess how you're introduced? Like when you come on a show like this. Three-time Pro Bowler, Adam Thielen, joining the show, right? Super Bowl champion, three-time Pro Bowler. Super Bowl champion, five-time Pro Bowler. You know, six-time All-Pros, eight-time Pro Bowler. Like that's part of your identity as a football player once your career is over. When you're going into the Hall of Fame conversation, I'm not saying maybe Derek Brown will get there. I don't think Adam Thielen will, will end up in those conversations, but they do mention like eight-time Pro Bowler, six-time All-Pro. Like, they, they do. So as much as we want to say it doesn't matter, until we stop treating it like it matters, it matters. It just does. Right? The, I guess the only way to stop like to having people not mention your Pro Bowls is to like win an MVP. Because then when you go on a show, they're going to go former NFL MVP. They're not going to go like four-time Pro Bowl. So I guess that's what you got to do. If you get snubbed from the Pro Bowl enough, 
Just win just, an MVP. Just win an MVP. And you're everyone good. will forget about it. Everyone will forget about the snubs. But it's it's true. Like, think of right now, we're doing the argument all over the place in, in Carolina for Steve Smith Sr. against a bunch of other wide receivers, right? The the Andre Johnsons, the Tory Holtz for my state fans. The the um there's one more in there that I'm missing. Reggie, oh, Wayne. Reggie Wayne. Like those arguments are coming down to splitting hairs. If one of them had a bunch more Pro Bowls than the other, it might be the difference for the voters. Pro Bowls, they matter. They don't, but they do. Yeah, but it's they, one of those things as well. It's like you make it as an alternate. Like, oh, now you're a Pro Bowler. But so the guy that also made it but didn't play because, you know, he was hurt or whatever also. So sometimes you might have, like, quarterback. You might have, oh, like, seven mean, NFC Mitch quarterbacks. Mitch Trubisky, Jameis Winston, Matt yeah. Jones are all Pro Bowlers. Yeah, exactly. I understand what you're saying. I'm actually going to change my, my – Tyrone Huntley was a pro bowler. He's a backup. What I meant to say when I said they don't matter, but they do, but they don't, is they shouldn't matter, but they do. Hmm. Like, for better or worse, Jameis Winston will forever be introduced as a pro bowl quarterback. He made one. Mitch Trubisky, pro bowl quarterback. (sighs) Mac Jones, pro bowl quarterback. Uh, Huntley, you just brought him up. Yeah. Pro bowl quarterback. Like, I guarantee you, if I have Huntley on this show after his his career retires, I'm introducing him as a Pro Bowl quarterback. Because what else am I going to say? Like, how messed up would it be if he comes on the show and I'm like, man, eight-year backup? (laughs) No, I'm going to say Pro Bowl quarterback. Tyler Huntley joining us. It's part of your identity, whether you want it or not. So I think Derek Brown and Adam Thielen are going to be very upset, and they're going to take it out this weekend. Maybe. They could also go forget this and check out. So we'll see what they're made of. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.